Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. So we have been discussing chapter 9, Raja Vidya Raja Guhya Yoga, Yoga of Royal Knowledge and Royal Secret. And we have discussed many times before that this royal knowledge is about your true self. That's the knowledge which is also called Brahma Vidya. And the royal secret is even though the self is so close to us, myself cannot be further away from me, but it is very difficult to realize. So that's the secret. Secret is something very close to us, but we fail to recognize it. That's the secret. So we have been discussing in this chapter what is the nature of the self and how pervading it is that the self is all-pervading everywhere. And it is of a nature of Satchit Ananda, as you have learned in Vedanta. It is the nature of ever-existing, all-knowing and ever-blissful. But none of these qualities I recognize in my own self because I consider myself to be the limited self. I consider myself to be confined to these limitations of body, mind and intellect, limited by my body and its capabilities, limited by my mind and its vagaries and also limited by my intellect and its knowledge. However, Bhagavan said, as the self, which is all-pervading, it has no limitations. So all of our life we had been seeking unlimited happiness, everlasting bliss. But we are not achieving it. Why we are not achieving it? Bhagavan described in last three verses saying, because we have set our goals so narrow that we are only achieving those goals. So in verse 25, we have seen that Yanti Deva Vrata Devan Pitru Yanti Pitru Vrataha Bhutani Yanti Bhuteja. Whoever set whatever goal, he or she achieves that goal. It is something like all these passengers coming to the airport. While they're passing through the main hall and through the security gate, they're all in the same category. They're all passengers. Pass through the security gate, each passenger will seek the gate which is appropriate for his destination. Some may have short flights, some may have long flights, some are domestic flights, some are international flights. But that destination was determined by that passenger before even he came to the airport, before he passed through that security gate. And he was determined that that's the destination he wants to go and that's the path he pursues. That the gate he goes. Each one of us have decided what we want to achieve. And we achieve those goals. It is not that opportunity was not available to us. But once said the everlasting bliss is an equal opportunity goal. Everyone can achieve the same goal. Everyone has the same capacity to achieve that goal. In physical world, I can say I only went to architecture school because I didn't get admission in medicine. 
because there are limitations. In this limited existence, I have limitations, but as the self, I have no limitation. And Bhagavan therefore said, this opportunity is available to all. And you don't really have to find any particular means to achieve that. So in the next verse he says, whatever is available to you, patram puspam phalam toyam yome bhakta parachari, whatever my devotee, devotee in the sense the one who has devoted himself to that goal. So I'm a devotee of achieving medical degree, then I'll achieve that goal. The one who has determined his goal to achieve this happiness and bliss, which is everlasting, he can achieve that by offering whatever is available to him. In other words, whatever my capabilities are, as a human being, I have limitations. I may not be a great yogi, I may not have all the knowledge, I may not have bhakti, but once you whatever you have, patram, pasvam, phalam, toem, whatever you, if you offer to me, to your goal of finding that everlasting bliss, once I accept it with love. Then Bhagavan gave us a technique how to achieve that ultimate goal of eternal bliss. Continue doing what you're doing, but whatever you do, you offer it to me. Yat karosi, yad asnasi, yad juhosi, dadasi, yat, yat tapasyasi kavanteya, tat kurusvam madarbanam. Do not consider that your life as an individual is different than the life of your pursuit of happiness. The life is nothing but pursuit of happiness. That's why this country's constitution says you have the right to life liberty in pursuit of happiness, not happiness. Happiness is something you have to achieve, but you can pursue your happiness. So once while you're pursuing this happiness, you offer everything that you do to that goal of achieving happiness, to that ultimate goal of recognizing your true self, which has no limits. Tat madarpanam. So fix that goal and then offer everything to me. In other words, realize that you are enabled by that supreme self which is functioning through your consciousness, which is enabling you to do everything that you are doing. The actions you are performing, things which you are receiving from the world, what you are receiving from the world and enjoying. And then what you give back to the world. All that you offer to me and not to your ego. So typically when we do things, we feel good about I have done it. I perform these actions and I'm getting results. I'm a self-made man. I have built this career myself. I came to this country with $8. People who came at my age, they were allowed only $8 for an exchange from India. So we all came with $8 for an exchange. You think that you have achieved all this and therefore you are bound by your actions. But if you attribute all this to the supreme consciousness you're functioning through you, you could achieve all that because you're alive. If you're dead, you won't have done any of this. So ultimately it is the consciousness which is enabling you to do everything that you do. 
everything you receive from this world, everything you give back to this world, then why not give credit to this all-pervading consciousness and keep the ego out of the equation? So therefore, Bhagavan said, keep your ego out of the equation. Offer all these actions directly to the source which is enabling you to perform these actions. And the result of that would be Subha asubha falaha evam mokshise karmabandhanehi. So my real problem in life is I'm bound by my actions. Whatever I have performed in the past, I can change them. And therefore, I have to bear the consequences of those actions. As I commonly say, I went to architecture school, therefore I'm an architect. I can change them overnight and become something else. I'm bound by my actions in the past. And I'll be bound by my actions in present, in future. So, subha asubha falaha, this result which I am receiving of my actions, which some are auspicious, some are conducive, and some are not so conducive. Something I intended to do something, it turned out to be something different. The results were not really what I was looking for. So that's asubhafala. So I'm bound by my actions and therefore I'm bound by the results, whether they are conducive or not conducive to me. But once it once you get the ego out of the equation, because my ego is the one who decides whether it is good for me or not good for me. This it is raining outside, whether it is good or, or bad. It is I decide as an ego whether that is good or not. So he said, once you keep this ego out of the equation and directly attribute all actions to the Supreme Self, there is no one to receive these good or bad results. He is missing in action. Ego is not there to get affected by it. Therefore, he said, mokshise karma bandhanehi, that will liberate you from this bondage of actions. Because one which is getting bound is the ego, that ego you have kept out of the equation. Sanyasa yoga yuktatma vimukta maam upaisyasi. Now we know that ego is part of my thinking entity. This mind, buddhi, chitta, ahankar. This thinking entity, chitta, has four aspects. Mind, which is constantly waffling, Buddhi, which is deciding factor, Chitta, Chintankartu, which is thinking, and, and Ahankar, which is Ahamkartu, I am the doer, is the Ahankar. Every thought I have this I in it. And Bhagavan said, once you get that I out of the equation, then you become Sanyasa Yoga Yuktatma, then your mind will become detached from all the actions. So sannyasa yoga yukta atma, atma the self which is steadfast in renunciation. Renunciation is doing the same thing except he is not getting affected by the results. So the sannyasa yoga yukta atma vimuktaha maam upaisyase. This sannyasa, we should remember what we learned in previous chapter. Giving up anxiety of the fruits of actions is tyaga. And giving up sense of agency that I'm the doer is sannyasa. Once I give up the sense of agency, 
आई एम सन्यास योग युक्त आत्मा मोर एंड मोर आई कॉन्सियसली थिंक दैन आई एम नॉट द डूअर दैन आई एम ओनली एनेबल्ड बाय दिस कॉन्सियसनेस टू डू थिंग्स दैन आई बिकम मोर एंड मोर एस्टेब्लिश इन द थॉट दैन आई एम नॉट द डूअर देर फॉर आई बिकम सन्यास योग युक्त आत्मा once i establish in the thought of renunciation of my own actions i become vimukta i'm free now mama upaisyasi he shall come to me that that person becomes one with the supreme self now myself which is acting and the supreme self is one in the same so i have established that identification that identification which was limited to this body man and intellect I liberated my identification from that limitation and identified with the supreme self which is all pervading. He so said what is the nature of supreme self? Samaha aham sarvabhuteshu. It is not that my consciousness is very special and other people's consciousness is very common of a of a garden variety type. Your equipment may be different. You may have a better radio, but the radio waves are same everywhere. the self in me is same self in all beings that i see and perceive so that self is similar same to all samaha aham sarvabhuteshu and the same consciousness in all beings name deshyo asti na priya no one is despisable no one is dear to me the was consciousness doesn't make distinction that this guy is a thief but I, i don't have a choice but to function through him and this guy is a saint and i really enjoy functioning through this none of this is applicable to the self self is ever pervading and this equipment are different one is a saint and others is a decoy but it does not make any difference to the consciousness itself so but once i as the supreme consciousness supreme self i am same in all beings and none is despisable to me and none is dear to me ye bhajanti tumam bhaktya mai te tesu cha api aham but one who worships me with devotion another one who identifies with me devotion one who makes sincere effort to attain that identification with me and gives up identification with this limited self he said i am in him and he is in me so now again this is a contradiction in the beginning of the chapter one said they are in me but i am not in them and in reality they are also not in me i have no relationship whatsoever to all things and being now bhagwan said no no i am in him and he is in me but the qualification here is one who is devoting himself to me is the one who is identifying with me he now will recognize that the supreme consciousness is functioning through me and my consciousness is nothing but the supreme self and therefore he says that he is in me and i am in him when we realizes that it is not a limited wave but the expression of the ocean then the wave realizes that ocean is in me and i am in ocean we are not different from each other 
I'm just part of the ocean. And therefore, ocean is in me. And I have no existence of my own without the ocean. And therefore, I am in the ocean. So it is just the change of paradigm for me. Right now, I consider myself to be unique in individual island. Now I'm saying I'm not unique. I'm just part of this same self. In the next verse, Bhagavad actually clarifies that this is an equal opportunity endeavor. It is available to all, irrespective of whatever my past is. So most of us get discouraged in pursuing any spiritual practice, saying, well, look, all my life I've not done anything. You know? I had been after money, I had been after position. What am I going to get, even if I try so hard now? I may get something out of it, but not really the final destination, the final goal, which everyone talks about in every religion, the moksha, nirmana, jivan mukti. That's, I cannot achieve that. Number one thing, that's not true. Whenever you make the resolve, it is good enough, and you achieve that qualification to achieve that final liberation. Apichet su durachara. Bhagavan said, even you are the best among the evil people. Sanskrit is a wonderful language. It puts su in front of durachara. One who is a durachari who is, is performing evil actions, the su means he's excellent at it. He's an excellent thief. I used to enjoy all the jewel thief movies in my younger years. So even we admire sometimes the people who are really good at what they are doing, even though it's all evil. So Bhagavan said, even that person, bhajate maam ananyabhag, but once you decide that that's not my goal, I want to achieve that ultimate bliss. I want that permanent happiness. All my evil doings are not helping me. I want to achieve a permanent happiness and no other goal. Bhajate maam ananyabhag, that's the qualification. Without pursuing anything else, one who pursue me. Sadhu eva samantavya. As soon as he makes that resolve, he should be considered a good person, not a bad person anymore. Even though he has not achieved anything, which you can say that he has done good, but he has resolved himself. That no more the life of this evil doing, I am now going to pursue the ultimate goal of achieving that infinite bliss, the happiness. From that point onward, he should be considered a good person, sadhu whoever, not a bad person. Bad person is behind him, has died, the new person has emerged, and he's a sadhu, he's a good person, he's a righteous person. Samyak vyavastito he saha, because he has resolved rightfully. Now he knows the reality and he has resolved himself to achieve that. And therefore, he should be considered a righteous person. In other words, this opportunity is available at any time in your life. It is available to anybody who is willing to pursue it, in spite of whatever has happened in his life before, whatever he had to do or he has done in the past. But once he is resolved that this is the goal of my life, he should be considered a righteous person. The next verse will say how quickly he can become that. So 
We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukkha Bhagbhave Om Shantihi 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Hiyo